Hello, time travelers. Welcome to the Aging Journey podcast, an actual play podcast where we go back in time and play RP games themed around time and growing up in a variety of systems. I am your game master, Tanya, and this is The Red Bridge, a children's fantasy adventure using the kids on bike system inspired by works such as The Phantom Tollbooth, Alice in Wonderland, Jumanji, and The Wizard of Oz. We are playing Kids on Bikes, a tabletop role-playing game that allows players to explore a mysterious and supernatural world set in a small town during the 1980s and 90s. Our players embody characteristics called tropes and roll dice based on their brains, brawn, fight, flight, charm, and grit. The higher the stat, the better their skill. Each player has a top stat where they roll a d20, and a bottom stat where they roll a d4. In this game, dice explode, where if you roll the maximum on a die, you get to roll again, infinitum. Our players for this campaign were made from scratch, and tropes are custom. There may be mature content depicted in our gameplay, but the players and I are using safety tools, and all content warnings will be in the description below. You can listen to the audio of the podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, or the Aging Journey website, or watch it on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, join our Discord, or support us on Patreon. All links will be in the description. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Well, I think that wraps up the spiel. Enjoy the journey. So this is just a reminder that our main campaign actually takes place in the year 1996. So this gameplay is going to be in an alternate reality. This is an imaginary world that they are not going to play in when we get to the actual session one. So uh, enjoy the gameplay for our session zero. Some time has passed between when Caleb and Juke got to the factory and when you two had your bit of an adventure in the room, figured out how to get to the factory, etc. I'm going to say 20 minutes had passed in between Caleb and Juke getting to the factory and Jimmy and Willow getting to the factory. Caleb and Juke, you two got to the factory 20 minutes ago. And since being here, knowing that you two were supposed to be here to do something, although you don't quite know what, you get to the factory and you find that it is completely empty. So you're both able to just walk in the front door. Uh, you know, you open it up, you close it, it wasn't locked. The factory is not operating, even though it's a weekday, so it should be operating, but nothing's on. So that's mm-hmm. strange. But when you walk into like the main area of the factory, there's just, you know, a bunch of rows of factory, you know, supplies. And there's like a, a room up atop. Uh, it doesn't look anything special. And you're not quite sure where to go or what to do because you just know you were supposed to be here. Right. Caleb's under the assumption that he needs to make another red bridge. So can Caleb try to reproduce one? Yeah. There is plastic over in one of the conveyor belts and you can try and like match the red yeah. for the bridge that, you know, Juke has. Grab the plastic and then you'll need to find a mold. Uh, Caleb's dad works at the factory, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. So in that case, has Caleb ever seen a plastic bridge mold while he was, you know, either hanging about, snooping around, maybe taking a few toys 
of his own, but either way. You don't remember seeing a bridge mold, but you do remember know where they keep the records of all of the molds. So you would have to find like the item number for the mold and then go find it. And that would be in the filing cabinet. Okay. And since you know the name of the game, uh, you should be able to find the red bridge game pieces if you find oh, the right form. Full on game. Right. Yeah. Caleb turns over to Juke and just points out a few of the things he knows need to be set up before the mold can be made. And then he starts heading towards the cabinet to try to find the game's record. Okay. Wait, Juke, wait a what minute. do you do? Are there more of this game? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, I thought this was like a Jumanji-esque thing. Mm -mm, okay. No, this is a real game that was in production. I guess I can tell you guys, in this world anyway, that we're playing right now, you all did some research at some point to find out like where this game came from. And it was a local game from the KSW Manufacturing. This is not their only location, but they have one here. They have one in like a couple of other states. But it's made by KSW, one of their toy factories. So you know that they had all the pieces. It was a game that was not really popular, didn't really take off, and then it was kind of decommissioned and never made again, you know, 20 years ago. So, uh, Caleb, we have the bridge. Do I still have the red bridge? You do. We should just set up the game again. You think it's going to work? Why else would we be sent here? Well, I don't know, because we, we don't need a new bridge. We have the bridge. If you say so, man, listen... I don't know what the hell is going on here. So if they want us here, what, just for the atmosphere? So, so be it. And Caleb's going to pull out the game, tear open the plastic bag, and start setting it up like he's done before. Okay. You open up the map. You set that down on a flat surface. You yep. get out all of the pieces. Juke, you have the red bridge, so you guys mm -hmm. set out the bridges. There are more coins than you need, but you each take a coin. And essentially, you're going to play a two-player game if this works. Right. And then, Juke, you have the red bridge, so you put that down. And the last thing to do is to set down the train. Yeah, I'll you set do down the train. train. I'll do it. Okay. Juke, you set down the train at start. But once again, the world around you feels heavy. And you can smell the deep smell of Avaria. It's even stronger now than it was when you guys were in your secret spot where you usually play the game. There's something, you know, about this feeling of when you guys enter Avaria that's almost tantalizing, like it's exciting. Even if it's scary, it can't be helped. And you all feel this, like, kind of a reverberate out of your souls and out of your person to everything around you. All of the strange toy pieces in this place and the molds and the paperwork. It almost sings, you know, Avaria, this place where you are located right now. Very strange. You don't recall that ever happening before, but oh well. Hmm. You set it down and immediately you two are transported to Avaria. This is the place you all have been many times before, and you're actually both quite surprised that it worked. But here you are. You all are thick in a forest. The smell of Avaria in your nostrils. You can feel your body's heavy with weight here, and you know that it worked. Unfortunately, it is just you two. 
the others were not brought here with you. At where you are, you start at the station. What bridge is at the start station? What colored bridge? Hmm. Maybe blue? Okay. You guys are at the Blue Bridge station. It is a station you guys have been to many times before. It looks like a regular train station. There's really nothing ecstatic about it at all, except for it's a little overgrown. Perhaps that has happened because it's been a long time since you guys have been here. You're not really sure, but it is a little little overgrown. And you see the bridge. The bridge is not exactly at the station. You still have to get on the train to go to the bridge, but the bridge is crossing between the blue station and the next station. But you see it. It's right there. So you're like, okay, everything seems normal. Strange. Now you guys have already won the game. Since Jimmy and Juke are the only ones here, who won the game? Probably Juke. I think about it. Okay. Caleb was just there for the ride. Okay. You guys already won the game. When you play the game, you already have the red bridge. You already know where the red bridge is. You can just kind of fast track, you know? So you guys have been in this world and out of this world, you know, many times. It's kind of like your thing. But you guys wanted to come back for the very last time because, of course, uh, it would be the last time, right? You guys are finally gonna like put this game to bed and you're all gonna move on with your lives you're gonna finish high school and whatnot juke you are standing here back in avaria and you feel a almost a a slither of something on your back like right up your spine and you know what that is it's like a beckoning Mm. it's a someone who is there to make sure that you came back and that you finish the deed you were meant to do. Yeah. Caleb, you obviously don't feel this or see this or understand it, but you both are standing here in Avaria. Caleb, I just need to get someplace and do something, and that it should fix everything. Caleb raised a slow eyebrow. What do you mean? I made an arrangement, and I need to follow you... through on it. Wait, you made a deal? Yeah. Are you serious? Are you fucking... Oh my god, Caleb feels like yelling at him right now. Because he knows what that means. He know- Is it too much to assume that Caleb can realize the whole reason Ivari is leaking to the world is because of this deal? I will say no. I no. think in this moment you realize that the reason why Juke wanted to come back and why he kind of dragged you all back is because he has a deal that he has to settle, which would be very annoying to you. But why there's a seep... That you don't understand. All right, man. If whatever this deal you say will fix everything, well, count me in. At the very least, I'll get everything back on track. Yeah, I don't know why it messed everything up, but I mean, I didn't break the deal or anything. I just need to do it. All right. Listen, between you and me, after this game is done, we just got to put it away. We can't keep going back. It's getting worse and worse. Yeah. Okay, cool. You make sure that it gets put away, okay? You're going to trust me with something that I really just want to throw against the wall as many times as possible? Yeah. <laughs> Good. You're finally looking at the responsible one of the group, and he taps his shoulder. All right. Let's go. Deal with whatever you got to deal with. Okay. Do we go on a train? Is that mm. how this works? Yes. So okay. you all are at the station. You go to the train tracks to grab the train, essentially. And so you are there at the train tracks. While you both are waiting, 
minutes have passed, and inside of the manufacturing company where you played the game, the game still sits on the ground where you opened it, with all of the pieces in play, with you two in the game. In the manufacturing company, we see a shadow of we don't know what, kind of move in between from the place where all the files are kept to the mold area to the plastic area. It's just shifting, getting closer and closer to the center of the manufacturing company where the game is sitting. This shadow is human-shaped, and it is now standing over the game, looking down at it. Willow and Jimmy, you two arrive at the manufacturing company. Just like before with Caleb and Juke, they are not, like, running. You don't hear anything. You don't see anybody. The door is open. So we need to go in here, Timmy? What about the twig? That's where you're wanting? The, what did you guys name him again? <laughs> we named him Timmy. Uh, Terry, I think. Terry. Oh, Terry. I was thinking Timmy. That's Terry. Terry down. Terry. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Love it. Terry. Terry Twigs. Okay. <laughs> Terry is sitting on your shoulder, and you can tell he's just kind of staring with his wide eye. He doesn't have a mouth, by the way. You don't know how he, he's t- kind of talking tep- telepathy. He's kind of just staring with his wide eyes at the entrance of the manufacturing company, and he's sort of just kind of like, hmm, this is not great. Well, that's not encouraging. What is it? <laughs> he pops up from your shoulder, Willow, and jumps down. And you can see, and you guys now see this little tiny twig run on the ground. <laughs> Probably adorable. He's running on the ground, and he, he's climbing up the steps. It's not that many steps, thank goodness, because it does take him, like, you know, 30 seconds to, like, puff up and climb a leg over. And ugh. So he gets up the steps, and you guys can slowly follow him. Clearly he wants to get there on his own. And through the door, you all enter the manufacturing company. It's not dark, really, but there does just seem to be shadows everywhere, which is strange. But he walks in, and he leads you directly to where the middle of the room would be, the manufacturing factory could be. And he sort of just stands there, and then he looks at both of you. There is a small, perhaps bigger than small, problem. What? This place is... The birth of Avaria, as it is the birth of all, of all toys. We understand? Yeah, it's wrong about it. But your game is special. It's the only one that works the way it does. We understand? And he's sort of nodding, hoping that you both kind of get what he's trying to say here. Yeah. She, she nods. She's like, yeah. Therefore, it is very important that the game is not played by people who could make copies of it. If I think so. Okay. I mean, he kind of looks around and kind of scratches his head. Hard to explain, but if you take the original game and then take pieces that you could copy the game, you could make more games. But if you know the secret, you could possibly also replicate the secret. Then there would be many Avarias. Instead of one of Arya. That's not a good thing. That is very bad, he says. That is very bad. 
And then he sort of turns around and runs on the ground. In this little area where you all are, it's empty. There's nothing here. There's nothing on the ground, nothing around you. Caleb and Duke are not here. It seems empty. It seems a little cold. And again, the orange sun is kind of blaring through the windows, but it's normal. It seems empty. He sort of stops. Perhaps we should make another plan. We had a plan? The first plan. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, my apologies. The Was the plan for me to be purple? That was going to happen either goes, way. Why am I purple? I don't know. He, was, he goes, well, you asked to be fixed, so I fixed you. Well, I thought you were going to get rid of it. Yes, that was not clarified. Uh, and then he, yeah. Well, at least now I'm a plant, I guess. He goes, what? Can you make her back to being a person? Not a plant person? Hmm. Also, how you said that she's more flexible now, like as if she's double jointed, or is she like literal jello? No, you're not literal jello. You're about as flexible as a plant. So I don't have joints? Bend in the Mm. wind. Yeah, you're able to like walk upright and stuff like that because you still have all of your human anatomy. It's just that it is slowly being replaced by plant anatomy. Oh, how nice. Okay. Mm (laughs) <laughs> does mean I can now photosynthesize. <laughs> he just kind of looks at both of you and he says, we don't have much time. There is much to fix and now there's a new problem. The old plan was to meet with the others, Caleb and Duke. Yes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, where are they? Do you know? Hmm. See, that is the problem. Of course it is. They have used the power of our birthplace to enter the game, which is good. All right. And so the problem is we don't know where they are or the game. Mm. He sort of looks around and he goes, oh, I know where the game is. And shouldn't we go to it? He sort of, uh, so he sort of like looks like he's shuffling, almost like he's shuffling his feet back and forth, like he's about to say something really uncomfortable. <sighs> mm. It would not be a good idea to go to where the game is now, but why? Well, because the game is with the shadow. The shadow. Yes. Do we know what the shadow is? Uh, make a brains roll to try and figure it out. Great. You both can. Okay. Okay. You both have heard that term before, being in Avaria. You have heard many tales of many of the different creatures that live in Avaria and in that land. And you know that the shadow is a nickname for the creature who makes the deals. Now, according to you guys, this is a creature that's only in Avaria. So... You're a bit confused about how the game, like the physical game that was here with Caleb, is with a creature that is only in Avaria. Shouldn't we get it back? Why is it even here? No one made deals, I think. Jimmy, you hear Willow say, why is it even here? Nobody made a deal. Yeah. If someone made a deal, would that bring the shadow here? Are you asking that out loud? Yeah, I'm asking that out loud. Terry kind of looks at you and he goes, I 
cannot be certain, but I am from Avaria, and I am here, and I was brought because you asked for help. So, perhaps? Well, it's just kind of like pondering to herself, like, who made a deal? <laughs> was stupid enough to make a deal? <laughs> so what should we do? If we can't go to the game, what do we need to do now? Terry kind of looks at both of you. Hmm. I suppose we must find the shadow to take the game back to, hmm. And he sort of cocks his little oh. stick head. Or we could find a way to enter the game without the game. You can do that? He sort of shrugs. He's like, hmm. At this moment, our worlds are colliding. I was able to be here. Perhaps you are able to be there. Maybe. But why is the shadow even a problem? We didn't make any deals with it, so it shouldn't bother us. <laughs> Should it? Would it? Why would it? Why is the shadow such a problem if we didn't make any deals? Harry shrugs. Hmm? You're saying the shadow's bad, but we don't know if it's bad. Well, the shadow is not bad. The shadow is just bad, you know? Maybe. But it won't be bad to us because we didn't make any deals right, so we should be able to go to the game. Well, deals are not bad. Well, no. Just as long as you pay him back, then it's fine, right? At least that's what I thought. Yes. So shouldn't we be fine to just go to the game then? Didn't make any deals. So it shouldn't have any sort of grudge against us. Now, I have a question. First question. Two questions. If it's here, and we want it back in Avaria, do you think if we made a deal it would follow us back? I do not know. I am only here to help. I know of Avaria, but I do not really know of your world. Well, if we fix the game, don't you think that everything would turn back to normal? Perhaps. We shouldn't have to make a deal with it. Yeah, but we don't want it here. I mean, who knows what'll happen if it stays here and people make deals with it. Whoa, have you even seen anyone else? Because I haven't. Not since second period. I've only seen you with a bug up your nose. True. Well, whatever it is, we need to get moving. We can't just stand around, and I don't think the shadow will just leave the game. I mean, I don't know. Where is the game? Terry sort of looks up and kind of around, and as you both follow their eyeline, you can kind of see in the corners of the factory, you know, shadows that seem to be moving on their own. Terry says, to find the shadow, we must step into the shadow, but I have never done that before. Well, I'm a plant, and I've never been a plant before. How about we try it out? You are brave, Willowcon. Or perhaps you. David. She's brave. That too. Let's try this anyways. Uh, Terry sort of nods at both of you, and he leads you to one of the really back corners, and he is going to lead you into the shadow. As you both do that, there is someone watching you from one of the balconies of the factory. They are silent, and you would not see them unless you were looking for them, because they are shrouded in shadow themselves. But they watch you from their perch with the game, the red bridge, tucked under their arm. Inside the game, 
Caleb and Juke. You two are traveling to wherever Juke needs to go to complete his deal. You were arriving at the blue station um, in Avaria. You both have your own ideas of what needs to happen next um, to solve the issue. But right now, you are both arriving at this beautiful brick building that sits nestled in this dense wooded area. The trees around you are actually like different shades of blue. They're kind of like a, there's like huge cobalt blue pine trees, thick bushy like neon blue trees um, that pulse and glow and the closer you get to them, they get dim. Um, and the further away you are, they get brighter. And there are also some teal colored grasses um, which sprout out from um, brown and red clay. You are all walking on the land of Avaria and you come across this station, this brick building, this red brick building that has a basically a, a light blue roof, which indicates that this is the blue station of all of the stations. There is a door. Um, it's kind of like a, a double-paned wooden door with like glass in it. Um, this looks like a really nice, normal, almost human-like like train station that you would see out in the real world. You guys do know that when you came to Avaria the first couple of times, these buildings were already here. So they weren't built. They were created at some point, and you don't really know by who. So right now, Caleb and you, you, you both are walking up to the blue station. You know, this, uh, this place always looks like someone just dropped a paint can on it. <laughs> Blue roof, right? Yeah, it does. All right, so what do you need to do for this? Uh, I'm sorry, what did you call it? Like a, like a favor or something that you need to do? Uh, it's, it's a deal. I just need to... Yeah. Um, well, out of character, do I, do I know where I need to go? You do. Um, you would know that you need to go to a secret place you've had for quite some time uh you can get to it from the blue station but you also know that when you guys get on the train because you are in avaria and avaria takes what you're feeling and what you want into consideration the way that the train navigates is that you get on the train and you basically tell it through telekinesis where you want to go so you just basically have to get on and feel where you want to go and it'll take you there okay so yeah we just we just need to catch the train and um it it, sh it should be quick we could probably finish things up clean things up here pretty quickly i think if All we get right. the train that works for me we'll get this done we'll get out of here and head back to willow and jimmy yeah um so we'll head into the station okay uh, you all head inside. Inside, it's immaculately clean, although some of the vines from outside and some of the bushes from outside have started to grow in between the cracks of the brick. Um, so it almost looks like it's trying to be like overrun by the vegetation, but um, it still holds uh, holds itself. And it is quite clean inside. There's like a, a, a 70s linoleum on the ground, which... You, you're still, every time you come in, surprised that it's as clean as it is, given how long it's been there. There is a, there's like a little tiny chandelier that seems too small for the room. 
you guys have always found it very strange in this place because it looks like someone who doesn't know what a train station looks like on the inside like made this place um almost as if they just placed things because they were like i think that looks good that makes sense in this space um which makes sense because as you all walk into this strange train station you are greeted by a creature what animal or creature is uh in this station right now like the name that willow gave it was stella but the actual creature names are like oh, what was it stellar wolves mm, okay stellar wolf okay what does it look like well it looks like this mythical very fluffy and flowy looking uh wolf that usually is wearing these ornate designs that usually resemble stars or moons and tend to have a slight luminescent uh color usually of blue but can also be other colors depending on where they are that is exactly what you all see it's about mm, four foot tall so not too tall but not too short it's very fluffy but you can tell that it's skeletal like in inside of its fur it's probably quite thin and lean um it looks very similar to a wolf except for it has much bigger and wider and sharper eyes that are completely midnight black but look to have you know the moon and stars in its eyes as it looks at you and it is wearing a little attendant cap that is blue and has a little name tag on its chest that says stella and she is kind of sitting like with her butt on the ground um like a wolf would um and she is sitting right kind of where there would be like a little kiosk but there is no desk there's just like a little spot where you think a kiosk would be, but no one actually put one there. <laughs> Instead, it's just this strange, mystical, but beautiful starlight looking being that is sitting there silently, just watching you all approach. Do you approach it? Yeah. I'm guessing we've seen this one before or. Good question. You can both roll a brains, uh, see if you've seen it. DC is just going to be five. Ooh. uh. Okay, I'll be rolling a d4, so this mm-hmm. is going to be a real feat of strength if I make it. Rolling it. No. <laughs> no. That is a pure and unbridled one. Uh, All right. Okay, I'm rolling a d10. <laughs> okay. I got a six. Hey, there you go. I'll be, <laughs> yeah. I'll be grabbing my two adversity tokens and keeping my dignity. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, Juke, yes, you are familiar with uh, Stella. You have seen her several times before. You know she's a bit of a rambler, a bit of a talker, but you also know that she takes her job very seriously um, as you all, you know, begin to approach her. I'm going to hang back a little bit, assuming that Caleb is also super familiar with this since he's (laughs) kind of the social one. Excellent. Um, I'm going to let him take the lead. (laughs) Caleb, as you walk up, You are looking at this creature and you're like, dang it, one of the attendants. Because you are familiar that each station has an attendant. And you're like, oh, I know her. Uh, It's, I want to say Carl, no, Sarah? Because of the S, I feel. uh, She has a name tag. (laughs) Once again, Caleb rolled a one. You think he'd ever even think to look for a name tag? Yeah, you you swear, not only do you know her name, you think it's Sarah. 
perhaps. <laughs> it definitely begins with an S. Not only do you think you know her name, but luckily you're pretty familiar that she's a pretty chill, like kind of, you know, groovy. Like she's, right, there's right. not going to be any issues here. You can walk up, be real informal. Right. Yeah. Caleb, uh, Caleb walks up, like leans down a little bit because obviously they're like kind of small-ish. Hey, uh, bud. Listen, uh, we just need to get on the train, go somewhere. You know, we've done it all before. Uh, you mind just showing us away? Uh, the creature kind of looks at you and, and sort of straightens her back. Oh, well, good morning, good sir, and welcome to the Blue Station. If you could just back up two ticks, that would be great. Uh, yeah, there a line here that I can stand in, or? So, we, I am so excited that you're here at the Blue Station. Um, however, I will need two tokens for you to be able to, to ride the train. Tokens, tokens, right. Two tokens, please. Uh, I think I left that with my buddy back there. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. And he, like, turns around. Uh, we need, like, two tokens, man. Do you got, did you manage to grab it from the game? Uh, yeah, we, we have our tokens, right? Do we need two tokens each or one token? I believe you have um, all of the pieces of the game, including uh, Willow and Jimmy's token. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm thinking, do we need a token for each bridge of the train? Like, how, do, no. how does this work? You, okay, so, so you just need a token for each person to get on each, at each station, essentially. So you just need to show yours, you guys's. Uh, Juke, you got their tokens, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, pass them here. Yeah, okay. Caleb picks up the other two tokens, and he walks over to, like, a relatively obvious spot. Like, when you walk in, there's probably a post or something. Mm -hmm. He takes out some duct tape from his bag and just sticks the tokens to the wall just in case they manage to get their asses into this game, too. There, at least they have tokens now. So he's basically leaving two tokens just in case Willow and Jimmy manage to get into the game, too, so they won't be stuck at the first bridge. Gotcha. Yeah, he heads back with uh, his own token. All right. Guess we're set to go. You probably could have just left them with Stella. I mean, she's a professional, if anything. Yeah, the... Glowing blue Kool-Aid wolf is a professional. I'll make sure to keep that in note. Are you guys saying this out loud? Yeah. <laughs> no, he, he, he's whispering this. He's whispering. You guys are whispering. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to make a roll for Stella. <laughs> <laughs> the blue Kool-Aid wolf. Okay. <laughs> make a grit roll for her. DC is going to be five because you guys are in a train station and this is a, a wolf spirit thing she can most definitely probably hear you probably like super echoey roll a one 15 oh my lord <laughs> she is sitting there as as uh calm and nicely as she has this entire time with respect and as you both walk back over to her with the coins she simply looks at you Caleb and then looks at Juke and then looks at the coins and you can tell from the way she's looking at you, you just made your lives much harder. <laughs> uh, so uh, we got to go, right? We got our tokens. All going to ride a train? <laughs> well, yes, that does seem amicable, sir. Uh, let me just and she sort of takes out. She like takes her paws and takes out a a very thick tome. Um, a, a binded book 
let me just get through the rules and regulations here. I'm sure you understand policy. And she starts flipping through it. Uh, So as always, um, we would love to welcome you here at the Blue Station. Um, However, on behalf of the Willow Animal Safety Coalition, in the event an animal walks onto the railway, we would like to remind you that the magical steam train of Avaria is indeed deadly. Please do not put animals on the train tracks. Please do not walk on the train tracks if you hear the train approaching. And please do not touch the piping hot front grill of the train nor the steam pipe. As I have mentioned, both are extremely hot and dangerous, right? In the event the train is moving at high speeds and you think it would be fun to slap a tree branch or sign as you pass it, Safety Coalition will not be responsible for broken, severed, or burnt body parts, okay? And she sort of changes the page. Stella? Um, Stella? I, sorry, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to comment on how, how wonderful your, your, all of your jewelry looks today. And I kind of like nudge Caleb a little bit too. Uh, yeah, I've always been a fan of jewelry. <laughs> well, that is so nice of you, sir. And, you know, it is so nice to, to meet some respectful people in these lands. You know, we, we get all sorts coming through here. And I can only tell you, I have just been disrespected. And she looks at Caleb. Mm, Caleb's not looking at her. <laughs> Caleb has a side eye, like so wide. He's looking at the bird outside. You know, however, it is, of course, policy that I finish these rules here. So if you could just give me like a good five minutes um, and she she continues. Um, and as she says this spiel, you all you both hear the screeching of metal on metal and the heavy clang of a large piece of machinery moving slowly. Um, and from the corner of your eyes. You all are, can see from inside of the blue station, the platform, you see coming to view, because there's a, a large window that looks out into the platform, a beautiful, giant, steel, jet black steam train, and it's slowly pulling into the station from seemingly nowhere, and as if it kind of was summoned into existence. Uh, and she's continuing to ramble on about uh you know railway safety and you know the animal coalition um and the train stops and you hear a whistle a steam train whistle and the steam bellowing up from its pipe and you all can go out after she finishes her spiel which takes a couple of minutes but she does finish and then closes the book well the train has arrived and as you have your tokens you are welcome to alight. Uh, thank you so much for your help. And I'll nudge Caleb again. Ugh, thanks. Really appreciate it. All right, I'm going to get on a train. Mm-hmm. I'll have a good day now. Um, you both walk outside of the blue station uh, doors onto the platform. And you see this beautiful, huge train. It looks almost bigger than you remember. It seems bigger every time you get here. It looks unreal. But it is shining perfectly polished it always looks brand new um there's a high polished redwood lacquer door and it's encased in like a pristine like gold trimmings 
um, and it has a gold handle. <laughs> Caleb looks back to see if Stella's like watching them or not. Oh, she's she's uh, at the window, just glaring <laughs> at you. Caleb, you're usually so good with people. What what's going on today? Yeah, good with people once again, and I'm not going to say it this time, but you know, this this place likes to mess with me. I don't. I don't want to talk about it. Let's just get on the crazy train. Okay. She was just doing her job. <laughs> You're not here, Willow. You can't. <laughs> I know, only. I'm just saying she was doing her job. Oh, yeah, you would defend. You would defend the moon wolf, wouldn't you? Okay. Yeah, Caleb just like, Caleb just goes on the train. He's like holding the door for you. Come on. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, as you both uh, alight onto the train... The rush of why you all fell in love with Varya comes rushing back, um, but it hits a little less for you, Caleb, in this moment. Um, it's been about a year since you've been back here. Um, this used to be your train. You were the one that discovered the first station, and you remember when you first arrived here and found this nameless train, the empty train stations, and a completely humanless land. In many ways, this place became a solace for you, you know, a place of safety away from other humans. But all good things must come to an end. Caleb, as you walk onto the train, what happened the day you decided never to come back to Avaria? There was something there. Avaria likes to play games, and begrudgingly, it doesn't know good games from bad games. So on this train, at this place, Caleb got really scared out of Avaria. There's something here, and there's something always here. Something that Caleb can't talk to, something that Caleb can't charm, which is what he's known for. And because of that, it makes him angry and sad and maybe the slightest bit, but he'll never admit it's scared. There is a uh, golden plaque that has engraved letters um, that you both kind of missed as you came onto the train, but both of you make me a grit roll. DC is going to be six. All right. Oh, that's a two. Okay, oh. that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I'm rolling a 20. <laughs> and I got a three. You all completely ignored the golden plaque with engraved letters that reads the name of this train. But it's been so long since you've actually paid attention to these types of things. Neither of you remember the name. You two sit on the train in silence and the train begins to leave the station, leaving Stella and the blue station for, according to you two, the last time. Thank you all for listening. We hope you are enjoying the campaign. Don't forget that you can listen to the podcast on the Aging Journey podcast website, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Links will be in the description below. Don't forget to follow or subscribe. You can also support the podcast on Patreon or join our Discord. Enjoy the journey.